The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yeah, and here it is another Tuesday from 3 to 4 p.m. when we're bringing your real estate and mortgage-related news. That's right. And just a reminder, this is a live call-in show. If you have questions today for us or our guests, you can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. So give us a call if you got questions. All righty. So I have questions for you. Yeah. Because um, rates? Yes, because mm. it's been a massive roller coaster recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm having lots and lots of conversations with clients right now telling them, hey, you've been looking for two months. Have you gone back and rechecked your pre qualification and pre approvals with your lenders? Because That's it's right. been taking some people time to find a house because we're in super short inventory market right now. And anyone that we were talking to two months ago, Needs to be looking at that, right? Because it's what two weeks ago that we had a big kind of spike up. It's it's really been all months. Uh, I mean, all 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 year so far this year. Yeah. So it started uh, really when the tax package was passed. Yep. And the optimism that the economy would be picking up steam really kind of took off. Yep. In addition to that, we've seen wages uh, starting to rise now. That raises the the specter or the concern of inflation. Mm-hmm. And the Fed, you know, for years now, over a decade, has said they have a target inflation rate of 2%. The Fed wants to see 2% inflation. Now we have it. Now everybody's yeah. freaking out. So, of course. So we of finally course. got what we've been asking for. Uh, but, but that's, careful that's, what you ask yeah, for. Yeah, careful what you ask for. That's right. <laughs> but, but there's yep. really sort of a combination of of kind of uh, really sort of three things that are affecting uh, the the interest rates right now. One is that the economy is picking up strength. You know, two is uh, that uh, there is the sort of fear of inflation kind of, you know, taking starting to take hold just a little bit. Uh, we have higher deficit spending, which means more government bonds being sold. We have a ton of bonds being sold right now, mm-hmm. and it's supply and demand. Yeah. You know, if not enough people want to buy those bonds or – China or some other country, uh, we have to keep raising the interest rates that we're paying on those mm-hmm. until we get enough buyers. It's an auction process. So that is affecting uh, the interest rates. And then the third thing um, that's affecting the rates right now is sort of just because. It's the trend. Rates are trending just upward. Just because. <laughs> and i uh, tell you what, we uh, last week was a good example. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we had strong upward pressure on interest rates Thursday, we had a little bit of a rally, and Friday, we had a little bit of a rally, uh, which was the first time uh, in almost a month that we haven't seen the rates rise uh, that day. Mm. Today, back out the window. So I think uh, what happened Thursday, Friday, just a little bit of profit-taking and uh, some consolidation in the markets, but right back to sort of People an upward trend. People want to take profits? Funny what? about that. Well, yeah, that happens. Strange. Yeah, weird, huh? So uh, the the trend on rates, um, I mean, I'm taking a very defensive posture on, on interest rates. Yeah, I noticed. I'm, I'm ask, seeing you standing over there. That's well, should very I, defensive. Well, should I lock my rate? Should I not lock my rate? Right. Folks, 
lock your rates. Yeah. Well, uh, you've been saying that for weeks. Man. I have. It's, you have. It's just too volatile to, yeah. to take a chance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we've definitely seen the shift in the market. Mm-hmm. So here's where we're at today. Uh, the standard conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate loan uh, today, the national average is 4.54%. And remember, wow. in December we were under four. Yes, we were. Yeah, so we're up about five eighths of a percent. Yeah. you know from our from our lows. Mm-hmm. You know, just a couple months ago. Right. I mean, we're still better than two thousand six, two thousand seven, oh, sure. and all those other years. However, however, it's still you know it's it's creeping up. That's, that's it's creeping up. That's right. And and so it's like undies that don't fit well. They're creeping up. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sure. Absolutely. Gets a little uncomfortable, you know? Absolutely. Well, there you go. You know, so so the difference, um, you know, right now, like if you were comparing, let's say, a a $400,000 loan. Yeah. And, um, you know, and you're you're looking at 4% versus Mm 4.5%, your payment's going to be about $120 higher yeah you know now that's than, a lot of starbucks you know, than, than it, than that you got to give up then. for that that's right that's about probably twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars in buying power mm-hmm. you know that's been been taken away and that is significant when we're in a fast appreciating market mm-hmm. here in seattle for sure it, it we're is. still growing at least at you know in most cases from a half to one and a half percent a month that's depending right. on which market you're in that's right and you kind of hit the nail on the head if if someone is pre-approved they've been out there looking mm-hmm. maybe they were pre-approved at four percent now we're at four and a half. Yeah, uh, you know they really need to double check their approval because yeah. if that four percent approval was set at the maximum that they yeah. can qualify for, guess what? You know, you yeah, know, they, they're not going to quite make. They it. might get a sad surprise. And mm-hmm. here's the thing, listeners: most of those pre-approval letters, when they were given to you, often have a sixty to ninety day expiration period. They do. And you could be woefully actually out of date and not realize it. That's right. And you could end up getting yourself into a transaction, which is why once you get done with the rates, uh, we're going to talk about a little story of why I told someone they could not write an offer today. Okay, but go ahead and finish up your rates. Sure, sure. So so conventional 30-year fixed rates hit around 4.54. A 15-year fixed rate, the national average right now is 3.9%. Oh, wow. A VA, an mm-hmm. FHA, Right around four point three four percent. Wow, even up. Okay. Yep. And yeah. jumbo jumbo loans are hovering in the same roughly four point five four point five four percent range across the board. So, and again, these are national averages, so your yeah. rates will vary based on your loan amount, your credit score, the type of loan, mm-hmm. the type of property, the lot of factors yeah. and variables that go into that. I was uh, quoting rates for a investment property this morning. Customers buying a non-owner occupied mm-hmm. property, and we were up over five percent. And I yeah. haven't quoted a rate over five percent since about yeah. 2013. Right, been a while. So um, you know, we're about at roughly four-year highs uh, at, at this point. So, and we're not talking about that legal substance we have now. <laughs> no, not that kind not of that kind of four-year high. We want, high. Yeah, no, we Got want it. we want our rates to be nice and nice and low. And again, yes. they're still they're still good. They're still, still very reasonable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, compared to I mean, we go back to what happened in the '80s. We had rates that were in the double digits, mm-hmm. so we're still in a really great place. But folks, you just got to really watch if you're in the market right now. Be paying attention. Go back and look at that pre-approval mm-hmm. letter that you have. Talk with your agent. Make sure that you're still clear to go 
because um, I'm going to, if, if I may, I'm mm. going to go ahead and go into this little story, right? Sure. So we love to give real life experiences on this show um, because we want to show it's not just us here like, hey, let's just blow our own horn and you know talk about ourselves. It's like, no, here's real in the trenches kind of stuff that happens. And we had somebody who, um, one of the gals on my team, Marissa, who, you know, good for her. She's out on vacation this week. Yay. Aloha. She's down in Hawaii. Good for her. And um, anyway, so she has this new client that she's working with who just recently came back to the United States. Mm -hmm. And her husband is still in South Africa, Mm -hmm. but the gal is a nurse. And so she's working here. But she had been working with another agent. And I'll I'll tell you, here's, here's another kind of cautionary tale. Look, you know, don't just go looking for yes, because what we've discovered is she was working with a different agent before. And because she came through Zillow, we're a Zillow premier agent. And so she asked some information about a property. We, of course, contacted her, did the follow up, answered her questions. And then she asked about a showing. So we set that up for her. And she didn't have a written buyer agency agreement with the other person. So we can do this kind of agency with her. Mm -hmm. And so then we talked about, well, can we create an actual true working relationship with you? Because that is a true thing about agency in this state. And so she said, yeah, okay. So we start working with her and Marissa's, you know, having her talk. Actually, she had her talk to Sarah there in your office. Mm-hmm. And we started, uh, cause she'd, she'd kind of talked with another lender, but mm-hmm. hadn't really gone through the pre-approval process. Right. So we had her start going through it and I start to hear a little bit of the background, not great credit. So ding number one. I didn't know until today that she had only just recently come back to the country. So kind of ding number two, potentially, Mm -hmm. because she'd been out of the country long enough and hadn't been utilizing her credit from the states that her credit had gone down significantly. Mm -hmm. Right. That will happen. Or that can happen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. and then on top of it, she had a bunch of derogatories and other Mm -hmm. things that before she left the country, she had done some other things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the client is sharing some of this with us and, you know, we're going, this isn't a real prime situation. And she, she's had two different properties that she's tried to put prop or excuse me, an offering on. And one of them before I knew what, what the situation was. And so the other one was much more expensive and she was going to qualify for a jumbo loan. Well, she didn't like the rate she was quoted. Well, duh, if you have low credit, you're going to get charged higher because you're a higher risk to the bank. We right. always tell everyone, banks and insurance, it's risk and yield. Right. You know, that's, that's how true. you get looked at. You're not just a person. You're about risk and yield. Credit score can make a huge difference on the interest rate depending on how yeah. low the, the score is. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, when you've got somebody who has a spouse who's still out of country, there's, you know, there's other things that people have to start kind of looking at. Mm-hmm. So... I'm I'm chatting with her today, and now she's going to go to the bank where she has her bank accounts, like checking and saving accounts and things like because she thinks she'll get something better because there was almost a one percent difference of what she was quoted. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, she had not given full submission of all right. of her paperwork, I was say, she, and I have a feeling she's going to get a surprise yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, she is. Because she, is. she will. Because whoever she spoke to. I mean, you know, one of the reasons you do this show with me, Eric, and you know this, is because you're one of the few people I know in the industry who actually has a finance and economics degree working in the field. Mm. Most people in the lending industry and banking industry do not have any 
background whatsoever right. in finance before right. joining into the ranks and they get very little training in the meantime. So whoever she talked to could have just been some Joe Blow who's like, oh, great, I'm going to get a commission if I get this deal. Right. Or just quoted a rate, not asking all the pertinent questions. Exactly. There's a bigger story so here we had and, to, and without letting on too much here, yeah. um, th- this person came back uh, to the U.S. and yeah. has been working for six months. Not, yeah. No, no, Less no, than not six even six months. months, like four months. And and the position is an hourly type position. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is, as a lender, when we have an hourly type person, unless they're working 40 hours a yeah. week fully salaried, we have to average their income over right. two years. Right. So there's a question about whether we can even use that income. Right. And then on top of it, because she's recently back in country, she she wasn't su- supplying her taxes yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there was no verification and validation that what she was doing Correct. in the other country was what she's doing now. And right. so all of these factors come into play. And so I actually just had to tell her, I got her on the phone today, and you know we're all scrambling around because it was a two o'clock cutoff mm. for offers today. Yeah, this one's My ready. entire team was scrambling, mm. trying to be like, lady, we need you to respond to us. What is going on? Mm. And so I finally got her on the phone and just had to lay it out and say, I cannot in good conscience because in the state law here, I cannot put you in an offer that you cannot close. Mm-hmm. Period. All the more reason to do a full underwrite. So we fully Absolutely. underwrite the loan. And uh, speaking of underwriting, we have to underwrite some commercials for the next few minutes. So stay with us. We've got more. And we have the Treehouse people here. Stay tuned. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House of Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Where every Tuesday at 3 o'clock we bring you information on real estate and finance. And we always try and bring on uh, new and interesting guests. Well, I don't know if these guys are new right well, now, but they are interesting. Definitely interesting. And that's <laughs> very always, interesting. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yes. I'm so, very excited. Yeah. So we have uh, with us uh, Don Rains, and you're the. Chief Policy and Strategy Officer for Treehouse. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Why don't you explain to our listeners what Treehouse is? Because we don't want them thinking, as yeah. I said during the break, that it's the organization in Issaquah that does Treehouse building right. that's on the TV show. Right. No. Okay. So tell everyone who Treehouse is. So Treehouse is a, a nonprofit charitable organization mm-hmm. that with a mission of giving foster kids a childhood and a future. Yes. So we provide lots of great programs that help kids succeed in school and um, and provide other essential supports uh, that help kids just have a regular childhood experience in a situation that's not very regular. Yeah, so um, Treehouse, I, I've been aware of you guys for a really long time. But again, for our listeners, how long have you guys been around? We are 30 years old this year. Uh, Yeah, it's our birthday. Wow. Anniversary year. Yay, big year. Uh, Yeah. And um, started in... Now I'm I'm scared it's younger than I am. (laughs) (laughs) By the way. Oh, gosh. Okay. (laughs) We were started actually by social workers at DSHS who were just frustrated seeing all the kids in foster care on their caseloads going without all the little extra things that make a childhood a childhood. So they started raising money amongst themselves to pay for things like birthday presents and swimming right. lessons and um, uh, soccer cleats, anything yeah. kids need to fully participate at school or in their community. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that when the warehouse got started? Because I mean, I want to yes. say now that you tell me it's 30 years, I have actually been aware of 
treehouse for about that same period of time. And that's when I began donating to the warehouse Absolutely. a long, long time ago. And I loved what where it came from, what it did. And just FYI for you, um, I'm an adoptee. Oh. And had had I not ended up you know, being adopted as, as a, an infant, I would have ended up in foster care. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why it's a, a, a core organization that I've been supporting throughout the years. Yeah, we often find that people have a very personal connection um, to foster care. Either they were in foster care, their family um, uh, might have been a foster family, mm-hmm. or um, yeah, my sister-in-law, her family was yeah, as well. Yeah. Absolutely, and so, my family used to sponsor a children's home back in Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. as well. So, so Don, how many kids in Washington State are in foster care? You know, on any given day, it's always a hard number to pin down because it's between nine mm-hmm. and ten thousand kids in foster care. Holy in, cow! Um, every day. Every day. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. And on and any given day here in King County, we're at about mm-hmm. between 1,300 and 1,500 kids wow. from zero to 21, actually. A lot of people don't know that foster care now can extend to 21. Yes. I wanted to make sure and point that out. I was really excited um, because it used to always be you aged out at 18, mm-hmm. right? And another reason why this is a, a, a area of interest for me one of the things I, I follow statistically is, you know, what happens with foster kids. And, and there have been some pretty ugly stats on a national basis that many times kids in foster care, about 50% of them can end up homeless mm-hmm. if they don't have that social network in place to support them once they... So I was thrilled when I heard, oh, good, this has been extended to 21 at least. And, you know, like I've been reaching out to your organization about even possibly starting some some programs internally to help them understand how to transition into rental housing mm-hmm. and how to negotiate their first lease and then possibly even look into doing internship programs oh, wow. inside our, our organization just because I think it's so important. Well, help, help me understand this because I, I, I've, I probably have the false idea that that if if a person is a foster parent, they're they're really selected to be a foster parent because they have the resources and the ability to care for that foster kid and 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 you know provide all the support and everything they need. But it sounds like I mean your organization exists because that's obviously not the case. So can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, foster parents um, have to be licensed by the state of Washington and. Um, I have to go through a pretty intensive screening process, um, and uh, they do receive a, a stipend every month to help cover a little mm-hmm. bit of housing, food, clothing, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it doesn't come anywhere near yeah. covering the costs right. of um, of raising a kid every day. Right. Yeah. Many many years ago, um, I know as I was getting involved in the warehouse, the the number that they had at that time, and I'm sure it's changed over time, but it, it used to be that there was only like two or three hundred dollars allotted for clothing each year. And you think about, you know, you raised two sons. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you were spending more than two or three hundred dollars a year just on probably shoes, especially when they got to teenage years, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where the warehouse and some of the other programs really kicked in that I thought right. were pretty amazing because they also have a kind of like as you shift out. I remember there's. Um, a system like if you get your apartment, there's maybe like pots and pans mm-hmm. and some of those kinds of programs. I mean, there's some really, really cool stuff going on at Treehouse. So what are the, what are some of your key programs? 
Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit more about the warehouse. Uh, what really started out as a clothing closet um, now has become really a full-scale retail operation. Um, we have uh, about 2,000 kids that come shopping uh, at our store. Mm-hmm. Um, they can get clothing, shoes, school supplies, toys, um, books. Uh, we we have, uh, let kids take as many books as they want every time they come awesome, because awesome. Yeah. we yeah. want kids to be readers. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Big and fan of that. So it's not only an economic support for um, for foster parents. The reason we do it is that we know that when kids feel good and fit in, mm-hmm. that they are more likely to go to school. They'll have higher self-esteem. Right. Yeah. And that's actually why you guys are pretty good about even screening the materials that come in. Because unlike when you drop off a bunch of stuff at Goodwill, which is probably, you know, I don't know, Eric, maybe you got stuff still from 1970. That's not going to, like, you know, be hip for a kid in school. Yeah. And so you I know s- that they were... You sold my house. You, see, you saw my closet. <laughs> I have. Actually, you just have the same outfit in different colors. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. randomals. I don't shop. I replace. But <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, it was cool because they keep that in mind because they do know, I mean, you know, you hate to say it, but kids are kind of judgy, you know, like you show up in the old outfit and mm-hmm. you're oh, going to get sure. teased. You're going to get, you know, ignored. Especially these and, days, you know, yeah. where, I, you know, these kids with the oh, yeah. trolling and everything else mm-hmm. can be Absolutely. Cruel. Absolutely. They have, they've always been cruel. I mean, some certain ages of kids, oh, but yeah. now they have a lot more tools. You know, I know, it's right? It's a lot easier. Well, mm-hmm. and tools that their parents aren't necessarily overseeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, it becomes a, a danger zone. So mm-hmm. I think it's great that you guys have been, uh, you've had so much forethought into all of this and really looking at the psychology behind it. It's not just, I mean, it's great that it started out with people just having a, a wonderful way that they wanted to give and help, but then so much thought. And I mean, you're the strategy person. I mean, there's clearly strategy involved here, right? Um, and one of the next things that, uh, I mean, I know we're still talking about some of the warehouse stuff, but one of the other things I love is that over time, it's gone not just from like, how does the kid look and fit in? But then it also goes into how do they get the educational support? Mm-hmm. Because that's Absolutely. another thing is when you get moved around from place to place, a lot of these children fall behind. Mm-hmm. And that's another stigmatization that can happen is when you fall behind, right? So let, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, often um, kids in foster care, before they maybe come to the attention of the child welfare system, they may have been in a situation in their family that's pretty unstable for quite a long right. period of sure. time. And oftentimes we find that our kids maybe show up to kindergarten not ready um, uh, at the same rate as their peers. And then um, they have a lot of transition. Um, right. Lots of times kids have to change foster families. Um, They might have to change schools when that happens. And every time that happens, they lose academic progress. In fact, they say every every time a kid has to change schools kind of mid-year, they might lose four to six months of educational progress by the time they get to the new school, get enrolled, catch back up. Um, Well, that certainly explains why in my industry, why most people only want to move in the summer. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If they have kids in school, unless they're in the same school district, right? Like we talk about yeah. that all the time that we're like, the people that, you know, you hit the summer season for are the ones that have the families with the kids in school, because mm-hmm. just for that reason, absolutely. they don't want to have that impact. It's so disruptive. Yeah. I mean, kids lose friends, yeah. teachers, coaches, I know neighbors. that for a fact. My family moved from Oregon back to Kansas when I was in kindergarten mid-year. Mm-hmm. And I, I went through the same thing and I got taunted relentlessly by all my schoolmates. I mean, I just I even remember that from way back when. Yeah. So I can just Hard imagine to- these kids that might get moved even more 
frequently sometimes. Yeah, hard to be the new kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what types of programs uh, do you administer then? So uh, we have uh, an intensive um, education program called Graduation Success. We work with middle school and high school students. Um, we have a treehouse education specialist who works with a, a, a caseload of maybe about 20 youth. And um, they monitor attendance and behavior and course performance every day. Um, they oh, do individualized good. interventions to solve problems around each, each of those things. Um, uh, they... Uh, help to form a team of adults around the around the each youth so their caregiver whoever that mm-hmm. is maybe it's a, a foster parent or a relative caregiver um uh they're everybody at school um just make sure everybody's on the same page around kids education success um our goal is that um, kids in foster care will graduate high school at the same rate as their peers with a plan for the future yes i saw that in some of your recent mailings that went out to donors mm-hmm. and i love that that is part of so that's part of this uh five-year goal right so absolutely okay the so it's the graduation success program expanding statewide yeah so we have fully uh saturated king county we are in every school district okay every uh middle school and high school in king county that has a kid in foster care we are there um providing services and supports and uh, we have now set our sights on going statewide. We think that every every kid in foster care should have the ability to be have these these extra educational supports to help them catch back up, get on track, okay. stay on track, graduate, um, and then uh, go so on to post secondary. So does that mean more facilities for you, or is it just about creating relationships with people in these other areas? It's relationships, really. Um, okay. Mostly, we provide those services at school, um, okay. and so um, uh, our school districts partners are such great. Um, supports. They provide some desk space, some space to meet with our youth, um, partner with the teachers and uh, the counselors and the assistant principals. And um, so mostly it's actually just people. Okay. All right. So because your physical location right now, for for our listeners who aren't familiar with where you're located, uh, you're down in, as you kind of go into the Rainier Valley. Absolutely. Right? And it's just off of uh, Rainier itself, right? Mm-hmm. All, close to where MLK and Rainier intersect right Mm -hmm. um is it okay if we give the address out of the location in case people want to yeah be involved there 2100 Mm -hmm. 24th avenue south okay 2100 24th avenue south and you'll see it there's a big tree house on the front of the building yes and well and what's also great is your building if you guys haven't been at capacity you also support other nonprofits with space there that i've seen in the past but we're going to get back to that in a couple of minutes because we got to go to a commercial break right now but we are on with treehouse right now if you have questions please call at 866-712-1300 on open house with team reba got a question call it in 866-712-1300 Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. Yes, and I'm still so excited because we still have Don Rains from Treehouse with us today. 
talking about their wonderful programs to assist foster kids and helping them be successful. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Dawn. Really happy to have you here today. Thanks for having me. So uh, b- before the break, you were talking about a couple of the programs that Treehouse um, uh, you know, promotes and runs. One is the warehouse, which is the, the basically it's a store for foster kids, essentially, mm-hmm. to have them mm-hmm. up to date, you know, school supplies, clothing, things like that. So yeah. you have to be a foster kid to get in? Yep. Okay. Special special yep. access only. That's really, really yes. cool. And and as well as also talking about graduation success, so programs you've got to help, you know, help our foster kids, you know, be successful through school and, mm-hmm. and make it to graduation, which is a challenge for Everybody, but I imagine doubly, yes. <laughs> doubly difficult for a foster Absolutely. kid that's that's dealing with all these additional, you know, challenges, you mm-hmm. know, and, and headwinds, and stressors. Yes, I always say it's hard to worry about your math test if you don't know if you're going to see your mom this week. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah, major yeah. distractions. Absolutely, mm-hmm. a lot of things going on potentially in those definitely, cases. Definitely tough. Yeah, yeah. What other programs do you yeah. do you offer? Well, really, how Treehouse started as the heart of, uh, of how we launched was our Little Wishes program, um, mm-hmm. where we pay for anything school or extracurricular related. So mm-hmm. anything, sports, music, dance, Boys and Girls Club memberships. Um, we pay for a lot of kids to get their hair cut or their hair done. Um, really critical piece of self-esteem. Right. At school, um, we'll pay for um, anything like a field trip, a yearbook, school pictures. We love to pay for cap and gown. That's our our very mm, favorite sure. oh, yes. driver's ed prom tickets anything that helps a, a kid or a youth fully participate in their school or community really because we know that when kids are involved in things like sports that mm-hmm. they meet friends they have adult mentors um, right. mm-hmm. that yeah. really uh, you know other kinds of coaching outside of the teaching environment absolutely and so many of these things build the social fabric and network and challenge their brains at different levels too because having good mm-hmm. healthy activity you know learning healthy habits all of that is really good for you so that's i and, and then music absolutely you know, music and math they've correlated that so many mm-hmm. different times like that's just a wonderful thing to be able to provide well so, several getting... times a week i actually get to uh, sign checks for all the things nice. that we um so musical instrument rental um Ballet lessons, piano lessons, um, you know. And I think a lot of our listeners really, you know, like we hear ads all the time around Mm -hmm. here about the not everyone can be a foster parent, but everyone can help a foster kid or child Mm -hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. And um, and I'm assuming that's your organization benefiting from that. I don't know if that's really yeah. The case. We've had a long partnership. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So very very happy with that. So yeah. you know, folks, keep keep doing that if that's one of the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. We love that. Um, but what you're talking about right now, I think there's a lot of people who just don't think about the fact that foster kids don't normally get access to those types of things. Absolutely. Right. There's, there is this assumption that, oh, well, whoever they're with is probably helping take care of that. And it's like, no, that's not what the funds for these programs typically are about, Mm -hmm. meaning the government and, and having the foster care system itself. It's not for the extraneous stuff, the things that we know individual families have to find the right. resources well, for. Well, I'm, I'm guilty as, as charged on that. I've yeah. always made that assumption. That's right. That's why I'm so pointing a finger sort of at you right now. For me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, we, we were actually having this conversation over the weekend, mm-hmm. and there's been this, you know, we had this, of course, this horrible shooting event last mm-hmm. week. And, mm. um, and you know, I, I've looked at statistics and, and, you know, and there's lots of politics that, that go into this without mm-hmm. getting into that. You know, the conversation was what's different today that, that, you know, can prompt behavior activities like that. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, you know, and it, or what's a good solution to it? And my my answer to that, you know, and I, and I really believe this is dinner. It's dinner mm-hmm. with your kids. Okay, I'm so glad it's, that you went that family, direction. It's a family. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. No, seriously, about that. I got in a huge Facebook fight with somebody just this week well, about this topic. No, no, no. I mean, because someone because someone blamed adopted and foster kids for right, it, and no, I no, lost my. I, no, I, I really believe that. I, I mean, so, you know, the programs that you're talking about are, are those things. And, and I know having raised, you know, two boys, you know, during those, those teenage years, yeah. man, kept them as busy as I possibly could. Oh, yeah. You know, we're yeah. involved in all types Absolutely. of activities. It was scouting. It was sports. It was, you know, weekend trips and things like that. But, boy, that, you know, the whole, like, just dinner with your kid is, is mm-hmm. really, really underrated you know, right now. There's all kinds of evidence that says that the, the, the number one thing that makes a difference in any kid's life is having one consistent adult. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who just yeah. says, you're important to me. Right. I well, love that's you. One of the I care I, about you. Yeah. The like Big Brothers, Big Sisters program, mm-hmm. even when someone only gets that like once a week, one hour, mm-hmm. it just that consistency makes such a difference. But we want to see even more than that. That's why I love these programs because they're getting, you know, an opportunity to get involved in something where they do get that consistency mm-hmm. outside of because they're not getting consistency at home. Yep. Right. So they need to find it somewhere. And, you know, I'm reading, um, I, I do a lot of voracious reading myself. Right now, um, I, I've just finished Incognito which is about brain and brain science. I'm reading a book called Grit mm-hmm. right now, which yeah. is I'm a huge, huge fan of all of that. Absolutely. And, you know, resiliency or grit is something that you can develop. Mm-hmm. And so giving these kids who are already in a challenging situation an opportunity to find resiliency within themselves Absolutely. and to have a, you know, not – not falling into that fixed mindset of like, oh gosh, this is just always the way it's going to be and it can never get any better, but to get them into a growth mindset, mm-hmm. all these opportunities to, to get involved in this way absolutely helps them build something new and different. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I find your programs so just... I. I'm, I'm going, I'm gushing. I'm gushing you just are. like I did when we had Seattle Humane here because I like, I love animals and I love your there's, programs. Like I'm always like. There's little hearts and rainbows floating above I your know, head. I right know. I'm going to have so. to do a, I don't even do Snapchat, but I'll have to do one and put a whole bunch of filters on it or something. So, and, and, and for those just tuning in, we have Don Rains with us. Don is the chief policy and strategy officer for Treehouse. And so Don, we've talked about the warehouse. We've talked about graduation success program. Yeah. Little wishes program, which is awesome you know, just helping these kids be fully integrated into the, into the school experience. Uh, what else? I also see on your list driver's assistance. Yeah, we actually uh, mm-hmm. just launched statewide um, a program to help uh, youth in foster care get their driver's permits, driver's licenses. Um, we'll pay for driver's ed. Um, and we'll also help out with the cost of insurance because we found that, um, you okay. know, 65, 68% of the average 18-year-olds mm-hmm. will have their driver's license by, by the time they turn 18, but only about 3% of kids in foster care, because you can imagine wow. all the challenges, right? Oh, yeah. All the costs involved, insurance mm-hmm. is so expensive, yes, driver's ed is so people. expensive. Yeah. Um, and so we, um, uh, in partnership with uh, our good friends at the Mockingbird Society, were successful in lobbying the legislature for a little bit of help um, financially to make this possible, and 
and um, Treehouse is now the provider of, of that service statewide. So we're really excited. It makes a huge difference for our young adults, our youth and young adults who are trying to get to work and school, mm-hmm. and particularly those right. those youth kind of in rural settings where the public mm-hmm. transportation yes. is not as good. Exactly. It's really the thing that can stand in the way of them moving forward in their lives. So No pun intended. It, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask, so Don, did, did you tell us earlier how long you've been with Treehouse? I have been with Treehouse uh, just about nine years, nine okay. years next month. Okay. Right. Always in this role, or did you work your way into Actually, this role? Actually, I've had uh, three separate... Uh, kind of C-level roles in the organization. Okay. I st- actually started as the chief development officer, so raising money um, in charge okay. of uh, fundraising and marketing, and then um, transitioned into a program leadership role, um, was chief operating officer for about four years, okay. running all of the programs for kids, Okay, and then um, in the last year or so have moved into this role. Okay. So a little did bit you, of everything. <laughs> did you help shepherd some of these programs that we're talking about right now? Absolutely. Gra- graduation success um, is only about five years old, um, okay. uh, and we uh, we gave birth to this program. We um, implemented it. We had been experimenting with things like tutoring and some college and career planning previously. Nothing was quite mm-hmm. working the way we wanted it to. Right. And so we spent about a year figuring out what was the right approach and, okay. um, and then implementing that program. And we're super excited to say that our class of uh, 2016 had a, a five-year graduation rate, an extended graduation rate of 89%. Oh, that's higher sick. than their peers that's really higher statewide. Than the state averages. That is. Yeah, yeah, we're super, super excited. Oh, that is fantastic. Awesome. Congratulations. First, thank you. That's wonderful to hear. But there's some parents out there that are non-foster parents would love to slip some kids into the program <laughs> if yeah. they're doing that well. That's really well, fantastic. Well, you know, one of the one of the other elements I didn't tell you about the program is uh, we do this thing called student-centered planning, which is kind of based on this crazy idea that when kids set their own goals, mm-hmm. they're much more motivated and likely to pursue them. Yes. Um, and so we try, our education specialists really try to find the thing that really sparks that kid's interest and passion. Mm. Yep. And um, that might be school-related. It might be career-related. Career but sometimes it's something like, I want to save enough money to buy a dirt bike, you know, or um, – and really the task is for the education specialist to help them map the steps to get from here to there. And then just what are you going to do this week, you know, just – you know, do you need my help? How right. can we work together to make this happen? Yeah, you know, that sounds a lot like how I Goals. try and work in my team because, yeah. you know, the more people we bring in and we're doing a lot of training with people who are new in the industry, you know, we're doing weekly meetings as well as now we've instituted a thing called the daily huddle where we talk about, well, what'd you do yesterday? What yep. are you doing today? How are you feeling about it? What resources do you need? Mm-hmm. Because that daily check-in can make all the difference on how quickly they're moving forward with the goals that they've got. So we, we, we do regular like goal setting and everything else, but then you got to check in and be like, are you doing the things to get there? So that's, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. That also helps build all of that resiliency and, um, and getting a, a, a mindset for these to be really employable mm-hmm. children once they get out of the system, right? Yep. And once they're into the regular world, because that's what, um, you know, there's another book called Humans Are Underrated. And that ability to bring value of that type mm-hmm. into an organization, no matter what kind of organization Absolutely. it is, is so key. So it's just wonderful to hear what you guys are, are implementing. But, you know, to, to get to some of this, you have to lobby a lot, mm-hmm. right? Yep. There's a whole lot of legislative actions that have to get there because you've already mentioned – you had to do that to get some of these programs in place. Um, I'd like to make sure that when we get into the next segment, which is our last segment, so we got a lot to cover still, um, that we 
start talking about that. So do you have to be in that policy or down in the lobby? Yeah. Or, okay, so that's that's in, under your plate too. Yep. Or yeah. on your plate, I should say, not under. That's messy. But okay. we found that we could we could work long and hard doing great programs that make a difference in the individual lives of kids. But if we mm-hmm. didn't actually address some of the systems level issues, right. that um, that okay. we might not make all the all the difference that we want to. Okay. Well, stay tuned. We have more with Don Rains, Chief Policy and Strategy Officer for Treehouse, uh, talking about all the good work they do in our local communities for foster kids. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Open House with Team Reba. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here with Don Rains, Chief Policy and Strategy Officer for Treehouse. Really glad to have Don with us today. But before we get back to Don, yes. you and I have a class coming up. Oh, yeah. I meant to mention that uh, that one person we were talking about in first segment could probably learn a lot at our class coming up on Saturday. In fact, I invited her. <laughs> That would be good. <laughs> yes. But uh, so, yeah, Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. over at the uh, Youngstown Cultural Arts Center just off of Del Ridge in West Seattle, we will be doing our first time homebuyer class, which is sponsored by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. That's right. And this is the official uh, first time homebuyer class that by attending the class, it makes you entitled or eligible uh, for special uh, down payment assistance programs. Yes. And we talk about uh, state-sponsored programs, but also some other kind of special programs mm-hmm. that not a lot of people know about. Yes, like the LIFT grant. That's right, yeah. And some top, other ones. Some top-secret stuff. Well, not really. It's not really top-secret, but it's awesome. It's free money. But the goal of the class is to give a first-time buyer the tools not only to make good financial decisions and understand the process, how much they can mm-hmm. afford, uh, but also how to just to be a more savvy buyer. You know, how does this right. work and how can I make the most impactful offer when I'm out there competing against nine yes. or 10 or 17 other people for that one yes. house? Yeah, and we always modify the content based on current market conditions because mm-hmm. a few years ago it was – there's lots of property on the market, but you also have to look out for properties that are in distress. So, right. you know, as the markets change, we change with it. We kind but, of move right along yeah. with it. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. So, this so we class, give those tips. Yep. This Saturday, uh, the um, Saturday, the tw- 20, what are we at? 24th of February. I don't know. Don't ask me. I think it's the 24th. <laughs> in West Seattle. <laughs> My days are all blending yep, in together. It's Saturday, a Saturday. It's going to run from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. We do provide lunch for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at the Youngstown Cultural Arts Center on Delridge Avenue in West Seattle. Mm-hmm. And space is limited. So yes. if you're interested, uh, reach out to us. The best way be by email. Just email info at teamreba.com. Yes, and someone on our team will quickly uh, confirm your RSVP. So make sure you send us a phone number and an email, and we will make sure and email all the the fine details to you. There you go. Excellent. Okay. All right. All right. So back to the treehouse. Yeah. Yeah. So before we went um, on break, we were talking about some of the legislative things. But before we get even into that, I really, really don't want to miss the opportunity to talk about you have an upcoming event. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up on March 15th. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year. Um, There's no cost to attend, but we hope to inspire you to give uh, generously. Um, It's called our Champions for Foster Kids Luncheon. 
Okay. Uh, it's happening at the at the downtown Sheraton. Okay. People are interested in attending. They can go to our website right on the homepage. There's a, a link there um, that you can find out some more information and register to attend. And you said it's a luncheon. What, so what time is it starting again? Uh, I think registration's at 1130 and lunch is at noon and we've got to get you in and out of there in an hour. And so you're out by when? Nice. By 1 o'clock. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's a great opportunity to really hear our some of our youth and our staff and other collaborators tell stories about the impact that Treehouse has had on their lives. Yes, I'm a big fan of storytelling. It helps give you a much bigger picture of uh, a more full picture of really the impact that is there. So, no, that's fantastic. Okay. All right. So thank you for throwing that out there. Is there anything else beyond that? Or just we want to focus on March 15th, get people in there. How, how, many, how much capacity do you have? Um, we uh, generally have about 1,200 people uh, oh, th- wow. there that day. And okay. we are we are uh, close to selling out. So if people are interested, okay. um, they should uh, they need re- to... they need register right away. Yes. Um, I would say just a couple of other ways that people can get involved and help. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just reminded I should say the website, which is yes. www.treehouseforkids.org. That's treehouseforkids.org. Yes. Okay. Um, a couple of other ways that people can um, can get involved. Um, we really rely on volunteers um, to make our whole organization run. Um, our warehouse alone um, requires about 2,000 volunteers every year to s- sort donations, get them out there on the floor of the store, check uh, check out um, all the clothing when um, when kids are coming shopping. Um, uh, we have uh, opportunities to volunteer at our front desk at, at a variety of events throughout the year. Um, so if people are interested, they can also find information about that on our website. And then um, I'm our, putting that on our Facebook page right now in case people are looking for it. Absolutely. And then the warehouse, 98% of the of the inventory that we have at the warehouse is donated. Um, and it's mostly donated by um, groups of individuals, um, companies, um, churches, other organizations that um, do what we call donation drives. And um, this is a really fun way to get creative. Um, we I always uh, tell the story. We have a, a wonderful donor and volunteer who does an annual Undie 500 where she collects... <laughs> Underwear and socks. Oh, it's funny how I, I mentioned it. underwear earlier today. Okay. We have another another uh, <laughs> another company that um, uh, one time they came to volunteer and um, there were there was a um, a, a new foster mom with a, a new placement, um, a new child in her home, and when they she came shopping, we didn't happen to have pajamas in that child's size, and you know they had this moment where oh, bedtime rituals so important. Yeah. Never again will a child walk through the doors of Treehouse and not have pajamas. So they do an annual pajama drive yes. where we oh, get excellent. over a thousand pairs of pajamas. Awesome. Um, and so it's kind of a fun thing you can do. You can kind yeah. of ad- adopt a particular item or um, yeah. Did they are they still doing the uh, suitcase program as well? No, no? we uh, okay. we uh, Is that retired out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's I was just curious about that. I know that was something you guys did at one time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was something that was still happening. Yeah. We do has... so, we do sometimes have um, suitcases and and bags because we what we don't want is kids moving moving placements in trash bags. Right. And that's, that's what, what I remember. Yeah. yeah. That was a big visual for mm-hmm. me when that program came out because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that." Yeah. These, you know, kids doing that like how how hard is that going to hit your health self esteem if you're just hauling all your stuff around in a bag? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, yeah, it's tough. So okay, all right. And if somebody wants to donate, you know, goods goods for your, I'm assuming mm-hmm. good quality goods because we yeah, want absolutely. this stuff to be, you know, 
timely and everything. Yeah. So <laughs> they can actually drop it off at your location at 2100 24th Avenue South in Seattle, correct? Yes, absolutely. What are your hours for that? Um, we are there every uh, uh, Tuesday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then on Saturdays um, from 9 until 2 p.m. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we can also make arrangements by appointment in the evening or later in the day on Saturday if necessary. Okay. All right. Well, so, so someone listening to this show could get done listening to the show and hustle on down Let's there, in over there and do a donation. That's Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's right. Like we'd be down with that. Yeah. <laughs> we'd love to hear about that. Ping us on one of our social media sites. We'd love to know. And For sure. Send, you know what? Tag me in a photo. They Give can, me an Insta on they that. They can race I'd over there just that. like in the ND well, 500. Yeah, yes. well, that's how you drive. Yes. I know that's for sure. Well, people can also <laughs> follow us on on Facebook. Sometimes we will um, we'll put uh, up immediate needs that we have. Oh, great! You know, oh, we're okay. really short on hoodies, Wonderful. you know, or um, warm oh, coats. Right. Um, this time of year. Well, this time of year would be yeah. very important. I mean, it's 30 degrees outside right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I see where that's a, an absolute need. So, absolutely. Yeah, listeners, please, please, please go to all of these different outlets and uh, see where you can possibly help. So, we love that. Okay, so we. We did talk about legislative. We only have a couple minutes left. Yeah. Is there maybe, because we're not going to be able to get into all the different programs. Right. We only have a couple minutes. Like, well, what, I, can, what can we say? I think the important thing is that, um, that, um, Washington has some of the best um, law in the country for um, foster youth around education, largely because of Treehouse's leadership over the past two decades or so. Um, and that we are this session working on a number of bills. We would love it if people would go to the website, check it out. There's a super easy, quick and easy way to take action. In mm-hmm. fact, one of our bills was heard today in the House Education Committee. It's passed the Senate. We're trying to get it through the House now. Awesome. Um, it's our... Uh, 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 Senate Bill 6223, um, Educational Equity for Children and Youth in Foster Care. And actually, this has now um, had a, a homeless youth added to the um, to the bill as well. So it would be us working on a plan to make sure that um, foster kids and homeless kids achieve educational outcomes at the same rate as their peers from pre-K all the way through post-secondary. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, given some of the things that you guys are doing, this is the organization that can make that happen. Because if you're already at 89%, of where the graduation rate is right now. Super excited to hear that. You would definitely be the leadership to be behind making something like that really happen. Thank so you. that is really phenomenal. So one more time, I just want to make sure we cover all of the details, where people can go, websites. You want to Absolutely. tell us one more time? Yep. www.treehouseforkids.org. Okay. And well, I would really like to thank you, Don Rains, for joining us this afternoon. Learned a lot about about, uh, your organization, all the great things that you do. And hope this is interesting for all of our listeners. Join us again every Tuesday. Tuesday Well, we're going to be changing soon. We're going to be moving pretty soon here. Yeah, we'll move uh, soon. But come see us on Saturday. Sign up. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max metro east side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Business.